Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Cabbage. Three ways. Can you claim that in one day? I can. Yesterday. Just why I'm self-isolating today. Cabbages, your secret weapon in the fight against the flag and alliteration. No, can't do alliteration. It was an amazing alliteration. Don't do alliteration. All right, just just write something. That's good. And if you think of a joke, put it in. If you don't, don't worry about it. Just don't do alliteration. There's some sort of compromise. All right, it's not compromise. Anyway, cabbages. Cabbages, cabbages, cabbages. Uh, find it remarkable that sort of in the history of uh, human agriculture uh, cabbages sort of survived the cut really considering um how calorifically bankrupt they are there's just nothing going on you can eat cabbage all day uh and it's fine I, I get you it's a winter crop and it's frost resistant. you know no i get it like i know like we grew like they, we grew because you know you could but there's nothing going on calorie-wise, uh, which means they're my best friend right now. Uh, I'm uh, losing uh, losing some weight, and uh, and I've been eating quite a lot of cabbage, <laughs> and you can too. Uh, I have done everything you could possibly imagine with a cabbage. Yes, didn't put that on Cracker Jack, did they? And I um, uh, uh, someone asked, uh, how do you make kimchi? Because I've I've been making my own kimchi which sounds very grown up doesn't it it's a piece of cake very very bad cake um and i can tell you how to make kimchi if you like uh join it like get a pen and then i'll like do it and then you can sort of jot down the sort of the gist of it and put it on a piece of paper in the kitchen and it will sort of get some grease spots on it and you'll think oh my god i should probably type it up or throw it away i don't know uh that's how it works it will probably end up in the annoying bag this is a a thing in a New York Times article, which I I, I love, uh, a new means of tidying called the Annoying Bag. Uh, uh, this is written by Melissa Kirsch. She says, the Annoying Bag is any paper or plastic bag I have lying around. Uh, or just, just any bag. And with my Annoying Bag in hand, I prowl my apartment, dropping anything I deem annoying at that moment into it. 
It's very spontaneous, very free, very organic. I collect half-burned candles and stray socks, broken sunglasses, old magazines, jars of condiments that have been squatting in the fridge so long I forgot they're not on the lease. The annoying bag is an exercise to be performed quickly and impulsively. Um, so this is not the Conmarie method. You don't ask, does this spark joy? It's just, is that annoying? Well then, that's it. Three pennies that have been gathering dust on the counter waiting to be put into a coin jar. A set of cake decorating tips that you've used once but are taking up half a drawer. Don't think about it. Throw them in. You do ten minutes of this snatch and toss. Then you tie a knot in it and you take it out into the dustbin. Out of the house permanently. Whoa, this isn't like for sorting later. No! You throw it away. Now, this woman, Melissa, says, I have never once missed anything that left the house in the annoying bag. The impulses for disposal that occur in these feverish bursts of decluttering are always correct. The relief is instant and exhilarating. Oh, but don't you like what do you do with things like batteries or like uh, an old food? Like you've got to sort. You can't just throw things. You've got to sort it. You can't. You didn't sort your money. I don't know. I don't know about that. Would you do the annoying back? I just kind of want to try it. I kind of want to try it. Maybe you could just do a curbside sort into the recycling and not recycle. I don't know. Anyway, it's pretty cool, isn't it? I like that. Um, okay, have you got a pen now? Can I tell you about the kimchi? Okay, fine. Great. Cool. Take a cabbage. Any cabbage. Uh, Savoy. White. Red. Or, you know, those kind of pointy ones that are like the genuine ones that traditionally are used for this is the point about kimchi is that i thought it was some exacting art you know or like you know people have their own closely guarded recipe and you know you and you mustn't de it's not like baking this, this is absolutely make it up on the spur of the moment stuff you don't have to worry uh it's a piece of cake so um get a cabbage chop it up like shred it quite fine kind of like coleslaw fine i guess or well whatever you want right but fairly finely put it in a bowl then you want i would say an eighth of a cup of salt i know that's not very helpful in terms of amount but like i've, I've tried a quarter of a cup and it was too much um so i'm gonna say about an eighth of a cup. Somewhere between an eighth and a quarter. What about a sixth? <laughs> um, sprinkle it over the cabbage, like sort of slightly sort of work it in with your hand and then just leave it for like several hours. Oh, and then top it up with water. So it just about covers the cabbage. And you leave that for as long as you want. It could be like two or three hours, probably minimum. It could be overnight, well into the next afternoon when you're like, oh God, I've got to do something with that cabbage or it's just, I'm just turning it into weird cabbage funk that I'll have to throw away and deal with and I haven't got a big enough annoying bag. Just, just leave, don't even worry about it, right? Fine. Then when, you know, the time is approaching, you want to... Uh, very finely sliced, like matchstick, some carrot. As much as you want. I don't know, three carrots. I mean, you know, just look at the, it's one cabbage. How many carrots do you feel makes a good ratio? Uh, and some spring onion if you want. You can use garlic if you want. You can do whatever you want. I don't use garlic because 
I find garlic sometimes is, you know, sometimes I'm having kimchi for breakfast. That's how far down the line I've got. Okay. And sometimes the garlic thing is just too much. That's a lie. I've never tried garlic in it. All right. That's just who I am. All right. That's just me. I've got to just be myself. Okay. Thank you. Do all of that and reserve. Then this is where it's a bit bonkers, right? Now, if you've got some rice flour, great. If you've got some flaked rice, fabulous. If you haven't, don't worry about it. If you've got some corn flour, use that and just put an amount into a saucepan with some water. And when I say an amount, I don't know, half a cup, something like that. And you just boil it until it makes a sludgy sludge mess. So if you're doing the rice stuff, it will make um, congee, you know, the rice porridge. You know, it's just like a kind of sludgy thing. Um, if you use corn flour, it may make a really thick, it looks like old wood glue, you know, like a really thick paste. doesn't really matter. It's fine. It's just a medium for your flavouring. And then your flavouring is going to be, you want to, I mean, you could do this in a blender if you want, or I've used like a grater before, or I've used like a sort of a puree thing. You could use a, a micro plane, whatever, whatever you got, right? Do some garlic if you want. Do, I would say, one chili of whatever strength you feel like. Uh, you're going to do, uh, what, you, what else do you put in there? You put, well, then, like, it's up to you. I put in some vegan fish sauce. I've even put in... A dollop of miso. Um, I've you don't really want to put in like those are quite salty, so you don't want to put too much in because the cabbage is already quite salty. Um, but it can it can take a bit more salt. Um, you can add some lime juice. Here's the nutty bit that you're going to blend in or grate in or whatever. A pear, ideally as ripe as you can get it, like a sweet mushy pear. You want all of that to kind of blend up with your corn flour, rice flour, porridgey, sludgy stuff to make a mix, like a sludgy mix. Oh, also ginger. Definitely use some ginger. Um, put some ginger in there. Yeah. And ideally kind of you want to do that separately to make sure it's all broken up properly. That if you want to add some chili flakes, add chili flakes. I don't care. It doesn't matter because I always thought, oh, yeah, but the fermentation. And, you know, here's a caveat. You know, I'm a comedian, not a food scientist. If you get botulism, I can't help. It's not my fault. Right. You, you're doing this at your own risk. I'm just saying I've done this like three or four times now and it's been fine So stop worrying about it. Then once you've made your sludge, you're going to drain your cabbage, but you want to reserve the brine that your cabbage has been stewing in and it should be limp and almost slightly translucent now add in your carrot and your garlic if you want and your spring onion if you want no obligation and then uh, actually rinse the cabbage sorry rinse the cabbage then add those things and then you get your sludge and you might want to use a rubber glove because i discovered um that uh having a pea comparatively uh, promptly after making kimchi can be quite a quite a excoriating experience if you've been handling raw chili without a glove on anyway it doesn't matter you don't need one i don't use one just be careful afterwards you just massage this gunky paste stuff into the cabbagey carroty spring onion mix right then you stuff it into quote sterilized unquote jars don't fret about that 
I used to fret about that. Now it's any jar that's been through a dishwasher that's had the lid put back on it even loosely. Just a jar from your cupboard, any jam jar, right? You stuff it in, pack it in as tight as you possibly can. And I would say leave maybe a quarter of the jar clear at the top and then pour in a little bit of your cabbagey brine over the top just to cover. Okay, just cover. And that will probably make you like four jars, something like that. A standard, standard jam jar size, four or five jars maybe. And um, so, yeah, stuff them, pack them full, uh, three quarters, and then top up with a little bit of brine. And then just put the jar lid on loosely. You can. It doesn't matter if you put it on tightly and forget. That's fine. It might be a bit more fermenty. Depends on how you feel. And then leave them somewhere sort of room temperature for three days, four days, two days. Doesn't matter. Again, doesn't matter. It will just be a bit more kind of kimchi -y if you leave it longer. Depends on your preference. You can eat it there and then if you want. Doesn't matter. It doesn't go through some phase of being morbidly toxic. You can just eat it whenever you want. And after, like, so what I'll do is I'll leave it two or three days. You should see little bubbles forming where it's starting to ferment. And it might swell a bit, which is why you should leave a gap. I learned to my chagrin uh, and make a sort of rather funky puddle all over everywhere. Um, anyway, once it's once you've got, I don't know, three days in, put them in the fridge. They'll carry on fermenting just more slowly while you start to chew your way through the, the stuff. If it tastes fizzy and you're like, oh, I had hummus like this once... That's fine too. You can still eat it. If you don't like it, don't. But it's, it's, I've read up and like some people, they cultivate the fizzy stuff. They like the fizzy. I would say if you leave the lids on tight, you'll probably get fizzier kimchi. That's it. And then, you know, if you want, go down to a farmer's market and charge people six quid a jar for cabbage. That's why I'm telling you, man, because it's ridiculous. People charge so much money for kimchi. It's money for old cabbage. That's my public service uh, broadcasting, I think, done for today. Uh, it's time to talk about Christmas 2.0. Oh, yeah. Something's coming. It's Christmas. The Christmas you wanted. Uh, so we thought we'd have a... A Christmas. Uh, given that the last Christmas was approximately 10 months ago now. We're having our next Christmas on the 29th of January, and you're invited. <laughs> I know it sounds mad. And I'm not normally a Christmassy person. But look, I busted out the jingle bells for this. It's nice, right? So, there's going to be a quiz at 8 o'clock on Friday the 29th of January. Julie Prunes, show producer, will be hosting. And that will be for Patreons. There's also... 
There's also going to be, apart from that special music bed I wrote, uh, there's going to be a a Secret Santa for Patreons. Uh, If you are a patron and you're listening, uh, I will post details there uh, if you would like to get involved. There's time. Um, I think we've got until Saturday to sort out the Secret Santa. And let me just be very clear. It has to be purely utilitarian and functional. You know? Some washing up liquid. Don't even, not even that, because that's going to cost a fortune on postage. A scourer. You know, three to five pounds. Like, not nothing. We don't want anything foofy. We don't want any proto-landfill. We want something useful and positive that we can make a difference to our lives with, okay? Anyway, um, if you would like to take part in any of that, if you want to be involved in the Secret Centre, maybe you'll get something from me. I don't know. Maybe it would be from someone even lovelier. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash nottodaypod. Uh, sign up, support the podcast, and uh, yeah, you'll you'll be in the mix for all of that stuff. It's very exciting, very very exciting. Um, I'm going to make cheesecake. I think. Uh, tell me how you are going to celebrate your Christmas. <laughs> it's not really. You don't have to do anything Christmas. What you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. You, you do it if 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 redoing the grouting would actually make it better. Do that. That can be your Christmas. It'll be brilliant. Uh, previously, we were talking about what's something that you've previously dismissed as rubbish that later in life you've come on to appreciate. Uh, we've had some really lovely ones. Uh, David Brazel says, uh, nothing. Never been wrong, you see. It's a curse, really, but there you go. Except gin. I was wrong about that. And olives. But otherwise, nope. I stick to my guns. Oh, putting glue on guns i was wrong about that <laughs> uh, from nebraska gal 24 this is all on twitter it's at not today pod sushi oh yeah sushi that's fair isn't it for me chili you know didn't like it love it now this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive in june olive in june gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for memorial day get 15 percent off your burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25 percent off outdoor 
That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, Hedy at Not Cyber John. Uh, the Doors. Seven ex-girlfriends. Wait, what? You were... You didn't... And now you... Okay. Meditation. Oh, meditation. Do you mean having a poo? Saying no. Oh, that's a good one. The Sound of Music. Really? The Lutheran Reformation. Okay. Pancakes with corn mints in them. Blimey. That feels like a waste of a pancake. Candles. Nice. And from Kibby Edwards. Every piece of advice my father ever gave me. Oh, that's rather poignant. And from at Gary Punchard. <laughs> that's a good name. Hangovers at work. Blessing in disguise. Don't waste your own time shaking that off. No, listen, I did I tell you about Monday Club? I can't remember. The Brains Trust watching live. The Patreons will tell me. Um, I, Me and a couple of friends formed uh, a thing called Monday Club where the idea was exactly that, Gary. Uh, it was that uh, if you're going to be recovering from uh, a night of heavy drinking, do it on the company dime. Why throw your weekend away after a, a wild Friday night? So we, for a while, I mean, I was in my 20s. We went out on a Monday night expressly with the intent of getting as horribly drunk as we possibly could. And by golly, we did it. And I mean, weeks felt like months. It was like a sort of lockdown of the soul. It was it was hard going, but uh, but it was sort of sort of fun. And uh, I was going to I was I was going to sort of keep it going. And then I did a little search on, I was going to sort of try and grow it as a movement. Um, and then I did a quick search online. This was in like 2001, two quick search online showed that, uh, Monday club was the name of a neo-fascist organization. <laughs> and at that moment I disbanded Monday club forever. Uh, that's it. Uh, there's other stuff and um I don't really know I don't I don't know I don't know how to get through this. There's the whole maths man thing, which is really cool. And uh Julie Prunes has opened up a Google document about it where anyone can contribute to Maths Man, the latest superhero franchise that uh, is doubtless going to make us at least a hundred million dollars. Um I'm sure we can all have a cut. I it's it's on Twitter. That's what the best thing I can say is it's on Twitter and I'll have a look and I'll 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 sort it out. Uh, Pat's been in touch. It's not today at swanburst.com if you'd like to email. Uh, hey, Jake and the appallingly magnificent ones. Well, missing Jaws might not be worse than what I've missed so far. Yes, I haven't seen Jaws and everyone's judging me and I'm OK with that. Uh, another Christmas went by, says Pat, and I still have not seen Die Hard. Oh, maybe that's what you should do on the 29th of January. Christmas 2.0. I know. Nor have I seen any Harry's Potter. I mean, I have never seen Back to the Future all the way through. Oh, weird. <laughs> so you're sort of trapped in the 50s still? I don't know. Am I a monster? Yes, Pat, you're a monster. As for being behind the curve, well, I did love The Sopranos for the first time in 2019. Oh, the last episode's excellent, by the way, but no spoilers without bribery. I also loved, loved, loved the utterly brilliant Cowboys in Space, Firefly. Oh, yeah, I think I saw a bit of the film and I, I liked it. 
Anyway, Pat saw that in 2018. But I do also have The Wire on a shelf, unwatched. I know. But The Muppets Christmas Carol is just wonderful. After that, I think I need a drink. Yeah, sure. Um, Gemma sent... Oh, I love emails like this so much. They're so human and so us. Uh, it says, sorry to take up your time, Jacob. This isn't interesting or funny, but I woke up and I was stressing about it. I should have learned by now not to share stuff out of context whilst drinking. <laughs> Is this, was this sent on a Monday? Uh, um, it was Francis Rossi's underpants I washed, not Lemmy's. Oh, Gemma. <laughs> I barely remember your anecdote anyway. I feel like a fool. I'm blaming the cider which I was drinking, even though it was making me feel unpleasantly brain-fogged. There's no exciting explanation. I was stage crew at Cambridge Corn Exchange. It was made known that female crew were not appreciated. So for that gig, I was bumped to runner. Not sorry to miss the crewing, though. Mainly massive PA stacks. The guy who was usually runner hated me. It was the only time I did it. Hugely stressful, waiting around all day to be asked to do random tasks. To top it off, at the end of the night, I accidentally smashed a headlamp on their tour bus. To say I was unpopular is an understatement, so there we go. Well, we love you, Gemma. I think I love you more for that. Appreciate that. Joel has a was rubbish, now not rubbish. Dear Jake, on hearing of David Alt's Minesweeper experience and his ensuing ensuing sniffy to spiffy challenge... Now you understand... My first thought was immediately of the acupressure bed of nails my wife got me for Christmas. Okay, I think Kim has one of these. Put simply, it's a mat with 8,820 tiny plastic teeth that all but pierce your skin when you lie on it. It's supposed to be relaxing. Now, I like to think I'm a pretty progressive kind of guy, says Joel, but stuff like this is surely new age whale noise nonsense, or so I thought. Just 15 minutes lying shirtless on this little so-and-so after my working day is definitely relaxing and has come to replace the cathartic torture of my commute. Frankly, in these days of homeschooling, 15 minutes of sanctioned me time would be worthwhile, even if it meant I had to spend it talking to Dominic Raab. He's so intelligent. He's so intelligent, isn't he? What a mind. So, lying on the floor, listening to 90s chill-out music... Oh, yeah, I know the one. Uh... I can't sing it. Boom, boom. It doesn't matter. Sorry. Uh, Or some peaceful piano is a delight, despite the burning pain and resulting effect of making my back look like shortbread. (laughs) In writing this, I now realise that maybe it's just BDSM I've come around to, so I'll do some more research and hope to be in touch again soon. All the best, Joel. Yes, I do hope you are. Yes, do let us know if it turned out to be BDSM. That would be fascinating. Yeah, Kim's got one of those, and I, I had a go on it. I think I had... I'd really pulled my calf muscle. I did a really long run. And she was like, go on, try it. I was like, oh, blah, 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 the way I always do. And I was like, this is actually very good. And bless her, she went, yep. <laughs> so that was good. Finally, Barney has been in touch. Hi, Jake. Our last Friday's watch-along to TV slop for Patreons. Oh, yeah, that's another thing you get if you become a supporter. We all watch a hot mess of old TV on a Friday night. Patreon.com slash NotTodayPod, just saying. 
we had a good laugh looking up a website. Oh, yes, we did. Where the Z list dispossessed and Zamo from Grange Hill offer personalised phone messages in return for £20 or so. I forgot the name of it, but by sheer chance, the Guardian mentioned another site, cameo.com. £337.50 gets you a jaded ex-wives to pay John Cleese on your voicemail, and it seems the in-betweeners star James Buckley will do anything for £42. I would so much rather be the Japanese renter person you mentioned in the podcast. No celebrity glamour to pawn off, just £70 to eat, drink and make reasonable grunts and other responses in conversation. It's on the spectrum to being an escort, but I have cats to feed, and at this stage of furlough in my career I'll happily chat and eat with strangers £50. I'll do it for 40 Also, says Barney, good call from David about the things we hated but then reassessed. Singing in the rain springs to mind. Ah, I've slightly gone the other way with that. I remember eagerly recording it on VHS, treating the Radio Times five-star rating as gospel. But age 13 or 14, I thought it was rubbish. Well, that's what the Sherman brothers in their brilliant lyric in Bedknobs and Broomsticks with the eponymous song called The Age of Not Believing. At that age, you were never going to buy into it. I thought it was rubbish. Hardly any songs. The annoying Timmy Mallet-like wackiness in Make Him Laugh. Wow, harsh. The weird, interminable story-within-a-story ballet bit. Well, yes, I'm with you there. Hated the perkiness and didn't think the title song dancing was all that. Guess you have to learn a bit about film history to get it. Watching it last year, I had no idea how funny and satirical it was. The demise of the silent film leaving several hopeless actors exposed and fighting for their existence. It's a precursor to Bullets Over Broadway or the Coen Brothers' Hail Caesar. Or indeed, The Artist. And the perkiness is the least important aspect. There's a beautiful yearning quality to the love story and for the girl's recognition as an artist. It's brilliant and I was being an ill-informed twat. No, okay, all right, Barney. It's okay to be young. However, it's food that brought me my biggest I was wrong moments. I didn't consider myself a fussy child, but I am of the generation tortured by school canteen's love of rancid ingredients. There was that tinned beetroot as cold as the grave, weeping its malevolent-smelling purple ghastliness onto anything edible on the plate. Today, of course, in my foodie liberal circles, I went through the immersion therapy of having it roasted, chopped up with feta in a delicious salad, or even in a chocolate cake, which was implausible, but so good. I'm judging you, Barney. Don't put root vegetables in chocolate cake. Ever. Liver was my real nightmare, though. I always want to ask when people say they eat liver, what, what's the job liver does again? What does it strain? Okay. I can't be the only one to have endured school liver. <laughs> Buried in that acrid brown sauce. Bum gravy, if ever there was. The snap as you cut into the overcooked meat. Oh my God, Barney. Happy Veganuary, everyone. Welcome aboard in the last seven seconds. It's powdery, claggy, tongue-hugging texture broken up only by the sudden chew of a rubbery tube. You people eat wee tubes! God, I can gag on cue just thinking of it. Yet I was cured thanks to my brother decades later. He lived in Istanbul for many years, and when I went to see him out there a few years ago, he took me to an amazing kebab place just off the Istiklal. I'm sorry and insisted I try their liver kebab. Bah! He too had suffered British mass catering, but swore it was worth it. 
I watched as the chef grilled a disc of flatbread and then flash fried a skewer of lamb's liver for not more than 20 se- the, the liver of a lamb. Meh. Sorry, come here, little, little lamb. That liver's not for you or your wee-wee. That's my dinner. Meh. Splat. Cool. He then dressed the bread with some yoghurt, fistfuls of parsley, and the seared liver, then copious amounts of fresh lemon, biting through the charred bread and vibrant salad. Why bother with the... Okay, fine. I hit upon the liver, juicy and blushing pink inside, and was like a cross between pate and fillet steak. It was the cleanest... (laughs) Cleanest... Most vibrant and delicious meal I've ever eaten, and it's what I think about if I ever remember comprehensive school food. Apologies for bleeding meatily over this lovely vegan tilted show, but this is my strongest reversal of opinion. Hey, don't worry about it, Barney. I'm not here to judge you. It's yourself that does that. Um, and then there's a lockdown song. Uh, I told you, a lovely shout out for the songwriting brilliance of Paul Williams. But don't forget the excellent work on the 2011 Muppets movie by one half of Flight of the Concords, Brett McKenzie. I know he doesn't need the promotion, but the songs in 2011's Muppets movie were great. And Me Party in particular would be a great contender for lockdown song without needing any tweaks to the lyrics. Amy Adams and Miss Piggy really should duet more often. Do you know, I, 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 I still haven't seen that Muppets movie. I've got it on Blu-ray. But some part of me checked out of the Muppets when I saw them on the front of a FHM magazine. It's like, what are you doing? What are you, and now you're advertising crumpets or something. Anyway, me party is the lyric. I look around and once again I'm on my own. My man ain't here. He's gone and done me wrong. No one's going to stop this girl from having fun. I throw my hands up high and have a party for one. I'm having a me party, a party by myself, a me party. I don't need nobody else. I'm having a me party. I'm the first and last to show. There's no one at this party that I don't already know. Anyway, lovely to have the rants back. All the best, Barney. Barney, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, I, You know, and uh, listen, your liver is your business. Of course, that doesn't apply to you if you're an animal. Uh, it's Barney's lunch. Um, thank you very much for being here. Have a go at the kimchi. Uh, and if you try it, let me know, you know, how it, how it all works out. It's kind of fun because, you know, it's the waiting. It's exciting. Almost like Christmas. Uh, do have a think about supporting the podcast if you enjoy it. It's... Uh, patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash not today pod uh it is the thrill of my week whenever i see a, a new supporter pop up there um so you know something to think about and there's a lot of christmasy fun coming because it feels right doesn't it i'm not one of those berserk people that you know talks about christmas out of christmas but this year i'm having it that's it take care Bye bye <laughs> This has been a Swanburst Media production. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.